What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. Um, I'm an Eagles fan. So I was an Eagles fan last night. (laughs) I mean, I don't even know where to start with this one. So Eagles, obviously, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. But before we get into that, how you doing today, Casino? Got a very bad canker sore in the back part of my throat that's been there for about a week and a half, not healing. So that's been fun. Yeah. <sighs> uh, we. I always feel were... like every time you ask me this, like I have something medical going on with my body or or the <laughs> pool or something. It's just. Yeah. It's either that, the pool, the neighbor, the child. This is just life, right? Life. And that's what uh... makes us so likable is we're just like. <laughs> We're just relatable, relatable. But on that note, the old. kid did go to the tid, kid did go to sleep at like eleven thirty today. So we'll probably have to do a stop at some point today. That's yeah. Definitely. Well, I mean, I didn't plan anything for today besides the Super Bowl. Obviously, we're going to talk about it. My hair is going to bug me the entire time. Uh, but it we were going to do. Uh, back-to-back shows this week, but I'm not going to lie to you. That game last night took a lot out of me. I think we're just going to... I'm going on uh, uh, vacation uh, starting Wednesday. Me and my wife are going to Mexico for five days. This has been planned for like a year. It just happened to coincide with the week or the week of the Super Bowl, week after the Super Bowl, obviously. I didn't think my team would be in it. I'm glad they got to it, but now I have to fucking go to Mexico. So looking at it, we were like, oh, it's either going to be a celebration or like a getaway from fucking sports, which I feel like I need. So this will be the only episode so it's a, this so it's week. a celebration is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh. This will be uh, the only episode this week, and then we'll come back with a vengeance next week and then we'll obviously talk more on the show about nba nhl uh since football's over we'll do some other stuff so yeah yeah and start as well um i commend you on something though is you, you you said that it's your getaway from sports not just the super bowl sports I get that because there's times where I need the same thing where I'm just like, I don't want to hear. I mean, it's funny that we run the only sports podcast, but I mean, we're just, it's just too much sometimes, too much sometimes that we just need a break. So I understand what you're saying. And I really appreciate that you said away from sports in general, you need it. Yeah. You need it. It's just, man, these are one of those fucking games, man, that just makes you reevaluate like, I was really going through it last night, obviously, because I'm an Eagles fan and that ripped out my fucking soul. But it's like the way I explained it to my wife, because she's not a sports fan. So the way I explained it to my wife is Eagles lose this game 42 to 7. Everybody's healthy. Nobody gets injured. So it's not like a 49er situation where it's like, oh, what could have been blah, blah, blah. Everybody's healthy. We get blown out 42 to 7. It's like. I mean, yeah, I would be depressed today, but it'd also be like, well, we had no shot. Like, what are you going to fucking do? Right? It's like, wasn't our day. If it, you get blown out 42 to 7, you play that game 10 out of 10 times, you're probably going to lose 10 out of 10 times, right? There's no 
adjustments you can make to make up for just completely getting dominated, right? Dude, the Eagles and Chiefs play that right. game last yeah. night. They play it 10 times. What? That scores 5-5? Five, five? Like, there's that was... Uh, the yeah. Eagles completely five, five dominated in, a, in, in five five with the with the five five with the roughing last night. We'll get into that. <laughs> I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna we're gonna be those people, especially me, because I had no dog in the fight. So I mean I yeah. yeah, but again, this yeah, just one of those they like one of those games that just makes me question why I like sports, why I watch sports. I've been an Eagles fan, I think going on like 24 years now. So they've been to the Super Bowl three times in my life. One time they lost to your team. One time they beat your team. And then this time they lose to the Chiefs on a game that, as Casito said. Now, this is my issue with it. And obviously we'll get into talking about it and blah, blah, blah. It's the issue of it is if Patrick Mahomes converts that third and eight, and it's a first down, and they do the exact same thing, run out the clock and kick the field goal. It's like, I'm not as depressed because it's like they had a chance to stop them, and they couldn't, and the Chiefs were just the better team, right? This one last night, they hadn't stopped them all game, and then it was third and eight, and they fucking stopped them. All they need, everybody kept saying, oh, well, all the Eagles need to do is get one stop, get one stop. They did get one stop. They stopped them. It was third and eight. The Chiefs were going to kick a field goal and the Eagles were going to get the ball back with, I believe, I think they still had one timeout with one timeout, yeah, with like a minute, 45 minute... seconds. Oh yeah. And the narrative that no one I've seen talks about this is the Chiefs were a worse defense last night than the Eagles. The Chiefs hadn't stopped Jalen Hurts. They stopped him once I think the Eagles stopped the Chiefs twice like there was no defense being played but Jalen Hurts accounted himself for almost 400 yards Patrick Mahomes had uh 200 yards so Jalen Hurts almost had double the amount of yards on a Chiefs defense who everybody kept saying the Eagles defense is overrated 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 the Chiefs defense is underrated they shut down Burrow twice they shut down Josh Allen they played much better competition. Well, Hertz had 400 yards on that uh, defense, and they couldn't stop him. When they knew he was running the ball, they couldn't stop him. When they knew he was passing it, they couldn't stop him. Like, to sit here and just be like, Chiefs won that game. Eagles couldn't stop him. It's like, I feel today, I just feel like empty and like depressed because they didn't even get a fucking shot. All I wanted was them to get a shot. If it was... A minute 45, Eagles are driving, pass gets intercepted, ball gets fumbled, they turn it over on downs. Then it's like, well, they had their chance and they fucking blew it. Last night, they didn't well, even I mean, fucking it, have a chance. Well, Ugh. I mean, you just look at everything. The Eagles outplayed them in every category outside of rushing. They had they had 43 yards more on the rushing attempts. Uh, yes, yards per play, but total yards, passing yards, First downs, third down efficiency, fourth downs. Um, they ran about nine. There was nineteen more plays than the Chiefs. Um, the same amount of punts. The big one that, uh, that we're going to talk about is penalties. Three for the Chiefs, six for the Eagles. Um, 
a lot of people and, and time of possession was over 11 minutes. Um, so a lot of people, I mean, we're, let's just talk about the elephant in the room that, that last play, um, that you're talking about, they had stopped them. They did stop them. They stopped them. I don't there. Okay. Um, there was a tug. There was a tug. If, if you want to call it a tug, he had his arm on him, but it was within the right um, it was in the, the area where you are allowed to have physical contact with the receiver. It was like at the line of scrimmage, but it wasn't like, yes, he had his hand on him, but he didn't. So I say there was a tug. He had his hand on him, but there's no motion of him like ripping him and pulling him. There's every he had his hand single, on his side. Every single time they call a hold on an offensive lineman, defensive lineman, you always know it's an egregious hold or a hold that gets called when you see the shirt or jersey go like this and then it pops back, right? Like this is how you know it's yeah. a hold because this is impeding. I keep seeing at the same fucking angles. And that's another thing we'll get into the angles on some of these calls last night. It was just like, there's 900 fucking cameras and you just keep showing this one where there's no evidence of what you're saying happened. So yeah, this that's one, my least it was favorite just, shit. I hate that. Dude, so like much. in the first quarter or whatever, they showed this one angle where if you're watching on YouTube, this was the camera angle. And then the play was happening right here. And they're like, Oh, well that's pretty clear right there. What happened? And then it's just like, where is that clear? You would show one angle where you can't even see what is happening. And then they're just like, obviously a penalty, obviously. A pe and it's just like, okay, how like, show me the angle where it is a penalty. I can't remember. It was just like one of those egregious ones. But again, uh, with the, the, the call or whatever, it's just like, if this is a one-off thing and the chiefs have never gotten this kind of benefit before, like, all right. How the fuck are it? Is it always in chief games where there's a questionable call and it's always benefiting them? Like, yeah. And it's always it, a call where it's just like, like officials, everybody was just like, I mean, I would never make that call, but you know, it had like, I was listening to the Dan Patrick show this morning, had one of the Fox officiating guys, Dan Blandino or whatever the fuck it is, whatever his name is. And he used to be a former, referee and he's like i mean i could see why the refs would make that call blah 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 but if they didn't make that call nobody would be saying they missed a call and it was egregious and it was an egregious call to miss and then it's like okay then don't call that call in two minutes left if nobody's going to be bitching that you didn't call it like how the fuck can you spin it in a way where it's just like i mean i see it's a penalty but if they didn't call it nobody would be upset about it and it's right. just like, and so, okay, you, you just you take take that penalty out of it. Take that, you know, but people are, you know, the game altering penalty. It would have given Eagles time to go, both potentially get time to go and get a field goal to tie it, put it into OT. So throw that out the window. I'm not talking about that. How about you? You even said it to me when we were at the bar. Have you ever heard of? Oh, but we got to match their substitution. Hold on, we got to redo Dude. that that play what i've never like, i've never literally heard that is the one play i've not heard anybody mention i've never 
Aaron Rodgers has literally become famous for like having free plays because guys aren't running off the field quick enough. Like he, and he snaps the ball and you get an automatic free play. And then if something happens, you get it. If something doesn't, you get automatic five yards. The, the refs in the, what, that was the third quarter, second, third quarter, I believe it was with the Goddard catch. It was when that Goddard catch happened that was reviewed. The only reason it was uh, reviewed is because the Eagles snapped the ball before there was a challenge by Kansas City before they were allowed to or before they even got the chance to see it or challenge it. The Eagles were already snapping the ball. The refs blew the play dead and said the Eagles did not give the Chiefs enough time to allow equal substitutions like what yeah, i've the never fuck? heard of that that's a i've never heard that before in my entire fucking life and then because they didn't allow that the next play hadn't started even though the ball was already snapped so then it was still the previous play which then meant kansas city had could challenge the goddard catch and then they did and it was still ruled a completion so it's just like, what? Like, what are we fucking talking? Like, in the Super Bowl. Like, and then every like nobody talked about it. I haven't heard one person mention this. Like, when the apparently fuck we has just the don't offense... apparently we we just don't know about that. But I'm glad you brought up the Aaron Rodgers like narrative on that. You're right. He's famous for it. The amount of times that he's won games, even on that. Or they needed to go down and get that. And it's like, oh, well, he's got a free play. And then everybody stops and he gets the touchdown. It's like, what? So I, I, I just, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I've never heard of it before. Never. And- I, I've watched, a, I've, I can't count the amount of football games that I have watched in my life, college and pro. I have never heard that. I have never heard a ref get on the mic and call that call. Ever. So... Uh, uh, the only literally I just typed it in the only thing I can find on this was four years ago in a college football subreddit uh the current rules stipulate that when the offense makes a substitution the defense is out also allowed to make a substitution when this occurs the ref stands over the ball to prevent the snap until the defense is set meanwhile the play clock continues to tick down During the Big 12 championship game, Texas employed a very clever tactic where the defense would line up, identify the offensive formation, and then make a late substitution and do it very slowly so that the play clock would run close to zero. Uh, Four times during the game, this caused OU to burn a timeout to avoid it, blah, blah, blah. Why does college football think about this tactic? So I'm assuming that this rule was changed in college football. Now, I can't find anything about this rule in uh, for the NFL. So if that was in college and they're talking about it four years and then it was changed, what the fuck are we like? I've never, I've never seen that in my entire life. And then mm-hmm. the explanation was like, what? And then we're like questionable calls. I mean, the Miles Sanders catch in the backfield that was then ruled a fumble and they bring it back for a touchdown. Like everybody was like, oh yeah, he didn't have control of that at all. But the refs just let them play and was like, oh, Kansas City got a touchdown. And it's just like, 
he ha- he didn't even have the ball in his hand. He got hit and it popped out. I've seen that play a million times where they're like, oh, incomplete pass. In this one, it was like a discussion and they let it play and it was a Kansas City touchdown. And then I think uh, Philadelphia challenged it and it got overturned. But it's just like, again, anything involving the Chiefs now, it's like if it benefits them, well, like, I mean, that's just crazy. Like, what well, good luck for Kansas ch- City? I didn't have to challenge it because, I mean, it's a scoring play. They, ch- they review it. It's just the Devante again, people are saying that call was egregious with the Miles Sanders one. The Devante Smith catch was a catch. Everybody was saying it was a catch. And then the refs were like, well, he didn't have the ball secured. So then that one got reversed. And then the announcers are just like, I mean, it looked like a catch to me, but okay. So it's just like all the announcers, like with the Bradbury play, like you can hear Greg Olson being like, I mean, I don't know about that. I don't see a pool. I don't see how that's a penalty. And then it's just like, okay, well, it's a penalty. And even though everybody with fucking eyes knows this was a catch, this wasn't a fumble, this was a uh, not a penalty, but it's just like, this is the NFL. We We just watch games where your eyes tell you one thing and then the refs try to tell you another and you're just like, no. Like, when it was in real time, I knew that wasn't the call. When I see it in slow motion, I definitely know it's not the call. Like, the fuck are we talking about? The most the most damning piece of evidence on the third and eight uh, penalty call is Juju Smith-Schuster has no reaction to James Bradbury after the play is over. You know, and I know, if a wide receiver is held on a critical play or it's a pass interference or whatever, the first thing a wide receiver does is get up, start freaking the fuck out and pointing at the ref and like acting like he just got robbed. So in that play, Juju Smith-Schuster, the ball is eight yards ahead of him uncatchable ball no way in fuck he was going to catch it has no reaction he literally just is like running back to the sidelines like okay guess we're gonna kick a field goal and then the play happens at the what 20 yard line 15 yard line whatever Mm -hmm. within five yards of that the flag is thrown in the end zone so the play happened 15 yards from where the flag is five seconds before that and it's not thrown until the ball is already incomplete. Like, how? Yeah, the the amount of late flags that were thrown is just thickening. I, I absolutely hate the late flag. If it's if you make up your mind fast, you don't let the play go out and then let it be questionable. Make up your mind. If you see, if you think it's a foul, throw it. If you don't, don't throw the damn flag. Well, You're, dude, this I is mean, the thing. You need this it. is you're, the thing. You're a professional referee. You're getting paid a shit ton of money. You need to have those split second reactions where in judgment call to be like, that's a foul. That's a foul. That's a foul. I don't need you to wait. Something that I appreciate about baseball a lot of times is there are a few times where um, they're taking a second and then they make the call, but a lot of times they'll huddle up for it um, before like even the manager gets crazy. But most of the time, it's immediate safe. It's immediate uh, strike or out or whatever. And the managers, they either have to suck it up or they can challenge the play. Like that's what it is. They, 
I love the umps and that because they just make their they make their reactions and their plays like that in the NFL, especially lately, especially for the Chiefs. All I've been seeing is just, and it's not just the Chiefs. It's, it across the board, but you see it a lot with the Chiefs because it's so transparent with them, where it's such a late flag and they're trying to figure out what they can call to make it in the Chiefs' benefit. And I, I love sports. I, I do. I stopped watching boxing because it was rigged. I stopped watching the NBA because personally, I feel like it's rigged. Well, uh, NFL is getting almost to that point where I am having trouble watching games because it is just so egregious on some of these things. It's just how how do you miss it? How do you get paid what you get paid to make? If you make a mistake here and there, that's fine. But if it's over and over and over again, there's an issue. Well, see, this is now the NFL being rigged. I think it would be impossible. Again, I don't think it's it would be well, impossible it's not, it, to rig. It's not like a it's not like a script. They're not. It's not a yeah. script. Well, that I agree. This is where the conspiracy comes in right here because, like I just said. Jalen Hurts had his way with the entire Chiefs defense, the entire game. He had, he himself was the only one that helped the Chiefs defense out by just like mishandling a snap and doing that fumble. He did that untouched. He, there, no, a Chiefs defender didn't hit him. He literally just fumbled the ball. But all you hear is that they go for it. Well, I was just saying, like, so. Instead of giving Jalen Hurts another chance to, again, go right down the field, they'd had multiple drives that uh, that game where it was four minutes, six minutes. They also had a couple drives where it was a minute where they just went straight down the field in either three plays or 17 plays. They were doing whatever they wanted on offense. Chiefs were doing whatever they wanted on offense. A lot of this is said to be because the defense couldn't get uh, couldn't get footing on the field, which that'll be another thing we'll talk about in a minute with just how shit the field was. But 70% of the money bet in this game was to the Eagles to win plus one and a half, right? Like that was where 70% of the money was. So instead of letting them play and finishing out the game, if you call that penalty on the Chiefs, that gives them an automatic first down. They can uh, run out the clock and then win by three. So again, $16 billion was bet during this Super Bowl. And 70% of those would have been winnings doled out to people who bet the Eagles to win by one and a half. So let's say the Eagles got the opportunity and it was a minute 45 to drive down the field. They're either getting a touch or getting a field goal to tie it to go into OT and then who knows then because momentum's clearly shifted back to the Eagles and then anything can happen in OT but again it would be a playoff OT so each team would get to touch the ball blah 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 uh the other option was the Eagles could have gotten a touchdown and went right down the field and then won by what four points or whatever Mm -hmm. clearly winning the bets uh, I'm sure there was a shitload of money on Jalen Hurts being MVP, so that would have also fucked up a lot of I still think he should have got it. I still think he should have got it. He was the best player on the field. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, you look at Mahomes stats and it's like, yeah, Mahomes was Mahomes was great, but it's pretty easy to be great when you're throwing open to guys or you're throwing to guys who are open by fucking 20 yards. I honestly think MVP should have been uh, Andy Reid. Like, I mean, who apparently uh, the 49ers are uh, more overrated than I thought they were because they said they could expose this defense and then it looked pretty fucking easy to expose them. Literally, all you do is put people in motion. All you do is put people in motion and the Eagles defense breaks down. So... I don't know why you need a quarterback to do that, but apparently, yeah, uh, 49ers well, I mean, were right, and still Debo Samuel over got 300 yards, yards. one passing, 300 over 300 yards, passing touchdown and three rushing touchdowns. Jalen Hurts is my MVP. I can see your case for Andy Reid. That's fine, but he can't get it. Jalen Hurts should have won the MVP, hands down. He was the but, most valuable player for either team on that field. Yeah, I really do. Uh, the fumble, uh, in retrospect was kind of a backbreaker because going into the half, they could have potentially been up 27 to seven. Instead, they went into half being up what 10 points or something like that. Mm. But again, people keep saying 10 points at halftime Chiefs started after halftime with the ball and then immediately went down and scored. So it's not like. People keep saying, oh, the Chiefs overcame a 10-point deficit. It's like, it's a big difference from overcoming 10 points in the third quarter and or in like the fourth quarter and overcoming 10 points after halftime when you immediately get the ball to start the second half. Like, I just hate that narrative. Like, 10 points is literally two plays. Like, 10 points is a touchdown and a field goal. Like, that's not... This isn't a fucking Falcon situation where it was four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Like people are act like I keep seeing this headline, like chiefs overcome 10 points. And it's like, yeah, that's not, we we've seen multiple games this season. end when a team overcame three touchdowns, like this isn't 10 points in this version of the NFL is fucking nothing. This is nothing. Uh, but let's, We've bit or I've bitched almost half an hour about the Eagles. So let's let's talk about the Chiefs and what the Chiefs did right, and then we'll kind of circle back to the Eagles. But I uh I said it right there. I don't know. There is something weird to me in Kansas City about this whole Eric Bienemy thing, right? Because mm-hmm. we've seen less talented offensive coordinators and you can bring in that he's a black offensive coordinator but we've seen other black coaches in this time hired with less and with less impressive of a resume as he has so why is Eric Bieniemy not even like interviewed for head coaching jobs do it is it I really think it's as simple as most people just think it's Andy Reid doing this. That's a good point. Because I mean, I've, yeah, I mean, I did it right there. I've heard multiple people say like this offense, Andy Reid, Andy Reid, like these play designs, Andy Reid, Andy Reid. I never hear Eric Bieniemy when discussing play designs and play. I've always said Andy Reid. That's fair. Yeah, even though he's the offensive coordinator and. I mean, I will say this, the, the, I think the three plays in this game that looking back, it's like, fuck, like they were the ones 
the ones that were all backbreakers for me was Jalen Hurts fumble, the Quez Watkins deep ball that he just went go right through his fucking hands because that would that drive would have ended in a f- touchdown instead of a field goal, and that was ended up being the thing that decided the game. The other thing was punting on fourth and two, like. How the fuck, like Kansas City at that point has all the momentum. How do you not go for it? You're the fucking Eagles. You're the 2023 Eagles who go for it on fourth down and are ballsy and, I said and aggressive. And, I said that to you that entire time. I said, with you're within three yards on any third or fourth down, quarterback sneak it. All they were doing Dude. was getting at least two to three yards every time they quarterback sneak. What I was saying before, we had to take a quick break there, but what I was saying is that fourth and two was a real fucking backbreaker because when Foles went to Peterson and said, uh, Philly special, fourth and blah, 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 let's do it. He just said yes. Like that, they had set up this entire game to go for fourth and two, like you said, and do a fake quarterback uh, uh, sneak. Do a fake quarterback sneak and then throw it over the top and it's guaranteed to convert. Like, uh, those are the missed opportunities the Eagles had. Now, as for the Chiefs, like I said, all credit goes to, I believe in this game, this is the best game of Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy has ever called, I've ever seen. I mean, all three touchdown passes by Patrick Mahomes were to guys who were fucking wide open. Like, I mean, wide open. That's true. Like, they did so many smart plays to, what is it, like, send people in motion, get people off their primary defender. I mean, Travis Kelsey didn't really have a big game. Patrick Mahomes didn't really have a big game. It was all just, like, scheme and easy, just catch well, and throw passes. Like, you, you look at the total yards for the rushing compared to the two teams. My game, my my factors for you know KC's uh, offense was their running core, and Pachenko went for seventy six yards on fifteen carries, Mahomes six carries for forty four, and Jerick McKinnon uh, thirty four yards on four. So it opened up the playbook. It opened up you you weren't able to stuff them, which I don't know how. That's credit to the O line for making those pockets um, against that number one defense honestly they played great i'm not that... so i'm not mad at the chiefs the chiefs themselves the players yeah. the the scheming was great i'm frustrated with how it was officiated but the chiefs played a really good game they they well, came also, they showed up to play in the super bowl like in the post-game interview like just like travis kelsey being like the beginning of the season nobody believed in us blah blah it's like i'm pretty sure if you go back to the beginning everybody of the season. Did. You had the second highest Super Bowl odds. I think you were like, or maybe you had the first. I think you were tied with the Bills. It's just like this bullshit underdog thing from like the best quarterback in the league, the MVP, like on the team that is in the AFC championship game every year, like this bullshit underdog mentality. You, the game at half or at the start of the game, the line was one, which means it's a pick em game which means it's who do you think is going to win between these two teams? The most balanced team in the league who has not a weakness at any position or Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And it was a pick game. 
So for the best team in the league against two guys, it was a fucking one point game. So like this, like bullshit of like, we felt disrespected, like by who? By fucking people who didn't pick you to win every fucking game this season? Like, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm so yeah, tired. No, that's, of- a stu- that's a stupid of narrative. I mean, Ugh. truly, the last underdog team was the Eagles beating the Patriots with a backup was- quarterback. Yeah, and that was only because it was false. Like, if Carson Wentz would have been in that game, it probably would have also been a pick game. But I'm pretty sure, because he was the MVP that year, or he would have been if he wouldn't have got hurt, but... Fuck man. Like the I will say the the uh I don't again I don't know how the fucking Eagles lost this game, man. The the just by like you could literally point to three plays they didn't make that were or where they shot themselves in the foot of like the fumble of the non-catch of the punting, like it's like they do one of those. And I feel like they win this game and it doesn't come down to the bullshit penalty at the end. Now, why they lost the game is the penalty, right? Why they were in a position to lose the game was the three things I mentioned earlier. It is, dude, if you would have said earlier, like Patrick Mahomes has less than 200 yards, but three touchdowns, I would have said we're winning that fucking game. Like, how can you not? If he has three touchdowns, you're like, oh, well, obviously the Eagles are going to score more than three touchdowns. You did say you thought the game would uh, be Eagles 35, Chiefs 21. So you got the Eagles score right. I just don't – I just didn't see – and now this is the part where we talk about the field and the field conditions. Apparently – Oh, my gosh. They were awful. They've been – the NFL had been investing in this type of grass – that they've been growing for two years for this exact Super Bowl in Arizona. It cost them almost a million dollars. The best uh, analysis of the entire game was where they did that breakdown of like everybody switching cleats, like halfway through the, I believe it was second quarter, I think, or maybe after halftime or right before halftime, everybody on both sides were switching cleats because everybody was just like, slipping all over the fucking field and nobody could get any ground and there, which, that, that mul- and that happened multiple times where multiple. the eagles defenders fell and left a wide open throw well again if we're gonna go conspiracy theory we have a grass uh field where you can't get leverage on against the number one pass rushing defense who only gets pressure on the quarterback by uh like d-line play like, I mean, again, well, I mean, it's too coincidental for every single the, factors in games to right. just benefit. This isn't the, the first time, though, that the NFL decides to implement something in the Super Bowl. There was a couple, uh, it was a few years back, maybe even been the game against the Eagles, the Patriots. I don't remember, but uh, it was a playoff game, regardless, whatever it was. It was like a handful of years ago, and uh, Super Bowl. And they decided to make this rule change for the Super Bowl. It was a rule change that was for the Super Bowl, and it actually, I, again, I don't, I can't remember. I just remember it being egregious that to in both the, teams in the Patriots Eagles one. Maybe I, I don't remember which Super Bowl it was. Uh, may, Patriots may have not even been there. It just, I remember it sticks out into my head that 
the NFL decided to put a new rule in place and starting it in a Super Bowl game. I, 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 I will have to, yeah, I'll have to go back and do research on that. Um, I wasn't prepared to talk about this, but well, no, um, I, 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 no, I get it, what you're it, saying, it, but it's ingrained in my mind on they moved, they, they made a change, a rule change that affected both teams and they'd made it for the Super Bowl to prep for next season. They tested it out in the Super Bowl, which well, hurt both this, teams. Uh, yeah, this I, 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 I just forget where, when it was. It had this, been the Patriots Super Bowl because I watched it. This I agree 100% with what you're saying. It's just like you have 18 weeks now and three preseason games to test new shit. Why do you just assume that like, oh, we're going to test this thing we've never done in the most important game of all and just cross our fingers that it doesn't fuck anything up. It always fucks something up. It always leads to some bullshit. Again, I'm not getting into conspiracy theory. It's just weird. It's just weird that this field you can't get any traction on. And the one thing you need on D line is be able to put your foot in the ground and fucking do your, you know, try to time the snap and all this kind of shit, blah, blah, blah. I'm not, again, I agree with you. I'm not taking away anything from the Chiefs. They played one of the best offensive called game plans I've ever seen. That's what Andy Reid's specialty is, right? Drawing up like insane plays. Uh, this puts to bed uh, all the fucking San no, Francisco was, bullshitters. Oh, that's what it, I was right. Sorry to talk this back in. It was NFL used a new catch rule in Super Bowl um, replay decisions. And that was, it was when this, it was about the um, both catches for the Zach Ertz and Corey Clement. Um, oh, yeah. Remember where it was like, which ones that. were catches, which ones weren't. And it's just like, um, if I recall uh, right, I was like, I don't remember which one was which. I don't remember which one was which, but I was like, no, that one to me seemed like a catch. And the other one was like, no, I don't want to call the catch. But it was because they changed uh, it. They, yeah, it was a brand new rule and the league applied the new rule. Um, and it, even though it, started that rule for the super bowl that that's why i remember it, and it stuck out yeah dude at this point we've gotten and it, to the point yeah, i just with, typed it in and it popped why why are you doing that in the moment in the schemes and everything and and coaches on challenging why would you change a rule that they were used to all season and and knew how to play against until yeah. that game. And so to your credit, why are you trying out field in the Super Bowl? Why? Why? Dude. It well, no sense. And, I mean, it could have hurt the Chiefs players too. Whatever. It it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it hurt. It's the fact that you're trying something new in a Super Bowl is stupid. It's idiotic and it, it's it's horrible for the NFL. Yeah. Well, and it also comes down to the point uh, where it's just like at this point in NFL, after we've tried to identify what a catch is and all this kind of shit and is the ball moving? Does it touch the ground? Blah, blah, blah. Can we just say now 
like officially just make the rule if the person catching the ball has the ball in his hands as he goes to the ground can it just be a fucking catch i would much rather it just be a rule of like defend or defender or receiver has both hands on the ball and they are firmly grasping it and then he goes to the ground with it i don't care if it moves when it hits the ground you're running at top speed, landing on the ground, and then there's another 200-pound person landing on you. I don't care if the ball moves an inch. If it's in his hands and you go, he clearly caught that. Like, if it sailed over his head and he's reaching for it and it's out of his reach, not a catch. If it's in his hands, it's a catch. Can we just... Unless... I, I agree with you on that. I, I, I agree with you, but I mean... But then obviously... You say if it's clearly out of his hands, like if it bobbles, fine, whatever. But um, like the ones where let's go with the, the Smith catch in the NFC championship game, that one, yeah. you can rule that not a catch because it came out of his possession. Yeah. But if he's, if somebody still has hands on it and it hits like the nose hit and you can see it kind of go like this, but their hands are like doing this around it. They still yeah. have two hands on it. They still have two hands. It did not lodge, dislodge itself from being in two hands. If it landed on the nose and then one hand popped off and it spun in his hand and then he put his hand back on it. Yeah, no call. Again, I mean, call that a not catch, but we could I'm, use I'm, you're both. right. I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired of not knowing the rules. It's turning into, again, I'm sorry to knock it, but the NBA where everything is like, it's too, it, it, it's, it's too much up for debate with the rules. Like that's one yeah. reason why I can't watch the NBA is because like every play, every up and down the court, there's a foul. If you want to get technical, there's a foul. Every single one. Well, this dude, this goes to what uh, we'll bring it all around here. And then we can yes. fucking end this podcast. Move on. Got it. The Bradbury penalty he, after the game, said, yeah, I tugged on the guy's jersey. But, and everybody's like, see, see, he admitted it. This is the thing. Multiple people have pointed out they were doing it on both sides of the ball the whole fucking game, and the refs were letting them play. So, again, we know as football fans, certain officiating crews they say, when you get this crew, there's going to be more holding calls. When you get this, there's going to be more illegal men downfield ones. There's going to be more face mask penalties. There's going to be more blah, blah, blah. Every group has a way. And again, like you were just saying, the rules can be interpreted however they want to be interpreted because they're so fucking vague by the people calling them, right? Mm -hmm. So when you, if they called defensive holding six times earlier in this game, and then they called defensive holding on that one. I'd be a lot less, I'd still be pissed off. I'd be a lot less pissed off because it was like, well, they were calling it all game. Why are you even risking it in that spot? He'd been doing that along with other defenders on both sides of the ball the entire so fucking true. game, and they were yeah. quote unquote letting them play. So That's again, you can't pick and choose and say nine of these that didn't matter earlier in the game are fine, but the one that does matter at the end, that's a penalty. Like, that's a clear bias to the rules you fucking set up, like, right. in the context of the game. 
Like, fuck, man. Uh, that I mean, I, I I keep bouncing around from sport to sport and making comparisons. But I mean, favorite things about the NHL and the playoffs is like the last two minutes of the game, unless it is a blatant, clear as day, where it totally just fucks up the play, call like uh foul penalty. They don't call it. They let hockey players duke that shit out, unless it is very very clear that this needed to be called. They, they, they put their whistles away. I love it. It's fantastic. And almost every hockey game that I watch uh, come playoff time, that's the case. But you're right. You yeah. set precedences throughout the game. They weren't calling it throughout the game. So in your mind, like, okay, they're letting us play. They're letting us play this way. I'm allowed to grab a little bit. I'm allowed to tug a little bit. But again, like I said, it was within, it was within, it was like at the line of scrimmage when he touched him. And through the flag and after, in the end zone, fifteen yards. And then through the, yeah. Uh, Juju like, Smith Schuster again didn't eight react. seconds after the play. No. <laughs> yeah. Also, so it was uh, awful. Casino. If I showed you two video clips, the one on the call on third and eight, again, ticky tack penalty. Uh, the officiating guy for Fox would have said if they didn't call it, nobody would have said anything. So is that a penalty? Or is the play in the first quarter where Devontae Smith gets murdered with a fucking head-to-head uh, shot? No penalty. So if I no showed penalty. you those two clips back-to-back and said, which of these is a penalty that should get a flag? Which one do you think it would be? Like, again, we let the them helmet. play. That was not called. We let them play only when it is inconvenient to the Eagles. Then it's like, well, I mean, you got to call that. That's defensive holding. Not 15 yards in the first quarter, but who cares? Because that's the first quarter. Like, it's just, again, I feel like I'm an unbiased fan. I'm fine with the Devontae Smith catch not being a catch because you can make the case to me that it bobbled, it touched the ground, blah, blah, blah. That You can make the case with me that the... Uh, Dallas Goddard catch, not a catch because there was movement, blah, blah, blah. Either of those are reversed or uh, called catch, not catch. I can see the point either way, right? I don't give a shit. The helmet to helmet, it's blatant. It wasn't called. It didn't affect the game. I'm fine with it. Who gives a shit? The thing that I hate, 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 is when you hate a specific team, like obviously Vikings fans rightfully so hate the Eagles, 49ers fans rightfully so hate the Eagles, but then you go, well, good. Like they got fucked over. I hurt that team. This is the thing that will fuck your team over in the future. If this would have happened to the Cowboys, I would be bitching just as much about it as if it happened to my team, which it did. This is... What I because it's favoring hate. one team. This is what that's the whole reason I was cheering for the Eagles is because I didn't like Ugh. how the Cincinnati game ended. Dude, and the this Chiefs is are the, now the yeah. Chiefs are I, I I really never had a team where I hated this team. Like that's my number one hated team ever. The Chiefs have made that list. The Chiefs are now my number one hated team. I hate the Cowboys. I hate Baltimore. Um playing them. Both the Giants I, I, or the New York teams obviously can't stand them. Yeah. But I just hate them because, you know, they it was issues with my team. And, well, the Cowboys is because I, I hate their fan base. Uh, 
mostly and Jerry Jones. But anyway, I've, I've never hated a team to where like I despise them completely. It has now happened with the Chiefs. Do I care? Do I like all the people on the Chiefs? 99% of them. Yeah. But yeah. I can't stand now the Chiefs franchise because I don't like how the officiating is. And it was clear. It's been polarizing, polarizingly clear that they were helped out through this entire playoffs. Well, again, it's how many there's been now in the three games they played. We can pick 10 penalties that are ticky tack could go one way or the other. And all 10 went to the chiefs. Like what the fuck? Like, what are the odds of that happening? There's not high. If I gave you 10 chances at one thing, the odds of 10 of the same exact things benefiting you are astronomical. Like grab a coin, flip it, grab a coin, flip. Yeah. It's like, fuck man. But again, this is the thing I hate where this thing is obviously it's bad for the Eagles. It led to the Eagles losing the Super Bowl. But more importantly, this is bad for the game of the NFL because you're celebrating it happening to a team you hate now. Wait till it fucking happens to your team. And then you're going to bitch and everybody's going to be like, I mean, we saw it happen to the Eagles. So this is the precedent now. Like, no, things that are that these type of things that decide games, do you really want to be watching NFL games where the refs decide who wins or who loses by a ticky-tack flag? You know you don't. You know no, you that's don't. that's why I don't watch the NBA is because I hate that. Uh, like the, uh, uh, the Lakers-Celtics uh, game is the perfect example. LeBron James perfect example. Uh, is... Uh, hypocrite. We all know this. He's been a hypocrite for most of his career of blah, 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 blah. He's the antithesis of what I'm talking about right here. And I'm not even a LeBron hater. It's just a fact. But in the Celtics Lakers game, he clearly got fouled at the end of the game and should have had two free throws to win the game. But guess what? I'm I'm a Celtics fan by trade. And I agree. But the refs let him let them play, and then that game still went into OT so that you still had a chance to win. Now, should that foul have been called? Absolutely. Am I pissed that it wasn't? Absolutely not. Let the players fucking play. I don't give a shit if, dude, if this would have happened against, if this is flipped and reversed and the this happened to the Eagles and then they went out. Would I have been excited? My team won. Yes. And if you're a Kansas city chiefs fan, be excited. Your team won because this is not against your team. This is against the refs and the NFL officiating thing. The chiefs, there's no asterisk here. There's no, Oh, they won. Blah, blah, blah. They won. They won the game. I don't give a shit. Super bowl champions, whatever. They played but again, well. Yeah, they played well enough to win. They were within uh, one score to make it, so this is what mattered, right? But it's just like in the overall scheme and future of the NFL, is this how we want fucking games decided? You, as a football fan, take out any team you're rooting for. You, as a football fan, didn't want the Super Bowl Coming down to a minute 45 drive to see if it can either be tied up or won. Like, if you're saying, nope, I didn't. If you're a Chiefs fan, 
I get it. I'm fine with that. If you're a fan of football, you're full of fucking shit. You would do not want any game like this to end on a flag that is questionable right. and bullshit. Like, get the fuck out of here with that. Uh, uh I'm done ranting, Casito. You got anything else, or can we just end this? No, I really don't. Ugh. So now, uh, yeah, a week. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. It'll be after the when is the NHL All Star Game? It already is happened it this week. It already happened. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> so we didn't when get we into come it. back again. Like I yeah. said, I, I told you about it. Like they had the the skills competition, um, the yeah, All Star yeah. Game, but it was it's it's not it's not worth talking about when it has no meaning. Yeah. So that's pretty much opinion, the NBA really, really All Star Game. Yeah. But Again, so I liked, that one, the only all-star game that I ever liked ever, ever was the MLB one because it decided which team, which con- uh, conference got home field advantage in the world series. Yeah. And it meant something. It was important yeah. to watch. Now I just don't care. I don't care. about So the all-star breaks will be over in a week. When we come back, we'll start shifting the show more heavily to like NBA, NHL, gearing up for the playoffs. We might even start talking some college basketball because that's getting near March. Oh, I'm down for that. I'm I'm all about some college basketball. Yeah. And then we'll... I I can uh, go ham on that. (laughs) And we'll try to, you know, do more fun segments on the show and shit like that. Football's over on this show, at least till big free agency news or draft news happens. So... Yeah, this has been our Super Bowl review, whatever the fuck it is. Yes, I'm a depressed Eagles fan. Yes, I'm salty, but I'm more... Again, I'm not salty against the Chiefs. They played a great game. Just, they did. Just shit how it ended. Uh, but, yeah, so this has been the Only Sports Podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. And uh, How you doing? We'll see you in a week. <laughs> Adios, Casino. Bye.